Acts, please turn there to Acts chapter 8 and verse 1 if you're in the adult class today. Acts 8 and 1. The key that Lord showed me in this passage is a passion for greatness. A passion for greatness. How many of y'all have a passion for greatness? You know what? There is nobody that has been created or born that does not have a passion for greatness inside of them. It doesn't mean that they're not, that they are actually making that happen or precipitate that in their life, but they still have that within them because you came from heaven. And I don't know if you understand that, but you came from heaven, you came from God. And because of that, you've got something in you. It's a drive for greatness. Amen. Do you believe that? So you have a passion for greatness today if God is in you. And in chapter 8, verse 1. Now, when God gave me that word, I didn't realize how many times it's in this chapter. So I just went through and I just started marking the word. But in chapter 8, verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. Who's, who's this? Stephen. And at that time, there was a great, say great, great persecution. Not just persecution, but great persecution. Say mega persecution. Because the word great there is megas or mega. So it is a mega great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made, say with me, great, great lamentation. Not just lamentation, but great lamentation over him or mega lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So the word is Christ. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Say, he did. That's interesting. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. But there was a certain man called Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria. He took them out of their place by wonderment giving out that himself was some great one. To whom they all gave heed from the least To the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And him they had regard because that a long time he had bewitched them, say, bewitched them, were sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, how many of y'all know the kingdom of God is great? And the name of Jesus Christ, how many know his name is great? They were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. How many of y'all know the miracles and signs were great? 
Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. How many know the word of God's great? They sent unto them Peter and John. How many of y'all know Peter and John were great? I know that's hard for you to say. <laughs> we're not in a man thing, I know. But anyway, verse 15. Who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Now he's great. Hallelujah. As for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So don't have the Holy Ghost yet. But baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Say, heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought, say thoughts, of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bonds of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, say they preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of, of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert." And he arose and went, behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of, say with me, great. Great what? Authority. Say great. Authority. Say it again. Great. Authority. Under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? He said, How can I accept some man should guide me? He desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so open he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him who? Jesus. Hallelujah. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch, say the eunuch, said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, 
and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Lord God, I thank you for your word today, for your presence most importantly, God. And I give you glory and honor and praise, God, that you will anoint us, hallelujah, or touch every heart, every mind today, every spirit, every body. God, you are great and greatly to be praised. I worship you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I will not let anything hinder, God, your word today. Nothing, God, shall be able to hinder the declaring and the preaching of your word today, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit, your power, and your glory today. I give you honor, dear Lord. I praise you this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for healing power. Thank you, Jesus, that devils have to flee. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. The Lord is here. I tell you what, great praise this morning has been going up from the household of God, from the congregation of the saints, worshiping God. I just felt God's presence just sweep in here as the people of God worshiped Him this morning. You may be seated. We know the persecution that has broken out. We know that Stephen was stoned to death. And so now this persecution has broken out. Why? So that God could get them to scatter throughout the world to preach the gospel. So they've huddled up there in Jerusalem, kind of holding it to themselves. But this, this, this thing's so great, you can't hold it to yourself. You can't keep it to yourself. It's kind of like those four lepers out there, you know. They, they get this great spoil and everything. And they said, hey, we can't keep this to ourselves. We've got to go tell somebody about this. And so God is trying to get them out to take this great message of the kingdom of God out to everybody. Not just to the little Jerusalem church or just the Jerusalem area. But to the whole world, this message has got to go. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Because it's a great message. It's a great kingdom. And it's a great God that we're serving today. And it's so great that Stephen felt like it was worthy to die for. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! Give God praise. And so now Saul, because he's, he's like he's tasted blood now. And he's a religious leader. He's tasted the blood of a Christian. So he's like a wild animal going and making havoc of the church. Going from house to house. Dragging men and women out of that of their houses and persecuting them to death. Say to death. Say it was a great persecution. Now I want you to understand something today. God has a plan for your life. And in that plan of God, there's two things that are in His plan. Number one, abasement. And number two, abundance. Both of them. Great abasement and great abundance. Are planned for you. Do you believe that? Now what happens though. Whenever you're going through the abasement time. This church is going through an abasement time. They're going through great suffering. And great persecution. It, you know it's not going the way they would want in their flesh. Have you ever been there? Man it's not going the way you would like to see it in your flesh. You're, then you're going through a time of abasement. And it's planned by God. This persecution's planned by God. Do you understand that? So what do you do when you're going through great persecution or abasement? You've got to look to the joy that's set before you. 
You with me here? Because as this persecution is breaking out, then God's going to send these people out into the world. They go to Samaria, and signs, miracles, and wonders are taking place. So the devils are fleeing from their presence. People are getting healed. All kinds of miracles are breaking out. And then the Bible said there was great joy in Samaria. So when you're going through tough times, you've got to look like Jesus did. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Ooh, hallelujah. you got to keep on going in the midst of trouble, in the midst of pain, in the midst of persecution. You can't give up. And it might get real intense. It might be great difficulty, great pain, and great suffering. What's going to keep you going is knowing there's joy on the other side of that. That right now, I might really be going through it. It might be hard right now. But if I get through this, I know that with every trial and test, it's going to come a great victory. <clears throat> I know that every, with, with every disappointment, really, that's God's divine appointment. And on the other side of that disappointment, there's going to be some joy. There's going to be some power. There's going to be some miracles. There's going to be devils cast out. The kingdom of God is going to be established. And the word of God is going to be preached. So no matter what I got to go through, I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to give up. <clears throat> I said I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to give up. Because <clears throat> I know on the other side of this, there's some joy. I'm not going to let my flesh dictate to me. I'm not let my mind control me. It's a great church, a great kingdom, a great word, a great God. I should send up great praise in the midst of great persecution. In America, though, you know, we're so used to having things go our way that, man, any little discomfort just, just completely knocks us down, man. And we have a tendency not to get back up from it. So you got to get your eyes focused on the kingdom of God, its greatness. It's greater than anything that you're going through. <clears throat> it's greater than anything you want on a personal level. You were placed here not just to, to make ends meet. You were placed here not just to make a living. You were placed here to further the kingdom of God. God dispatched your spirit from the heavens before you were ever born. He dispatched your spirit from the heavens. And then when you were born, that's just a manifestation of your creation. And you were supposed to go out, not just to make ends meet, and not just to make a living, but to fulfill the purpose of God in this earth. If you don't get a hold of that, whenever it doesn't go your way physically, then you're going to throw in the towel. But for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame you gotta somehow be able to overcome your flesh overcome your mind because you have been dispatched from heaven to fulfill a great purpose no wonder when Stephen died he said into thy hands I commend my spirit Jesus said that and he said and then Stephen said a very similar thing in the chapter before that is he's dying he said uh, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So the spirit's going back to God who gave it. <laughs> Give God praise. So Stephen fulfilled his purpose for being in this world. And that's to preach the word of God. To preach the word of God is a manifestation of the spirit. Ooh, give God some praise. Look at your neighbor and say, a manifestation of the spirit 
comes out of your mouth. Manifestation of your mind is a thought, is an idea. You know how your soul manifests itself? It manifests itself with thoughts. It manifests itself with ideas. You know why your spirit manifests itself? With your mouth. The way the spirit manifests itself is vocally. You want to know what's inside of a man's spirit? Listen to what he says. Not the manifestation of his mind's coming forth, but a manifestation of his spirit's coming forth. Because your mind is where your thoughts and your ideas are. But your spirit uh, is manifest by what you say. And it can only be manifest by your mouth. It must be spoken. It must be declared. It must be preached. So when I stand here preaching to you today, that is a manifestation of the spirit that's inside of me. Not a manifestation of the thought in my mind. Because every one of us have trouble with our soul. But Stephen had the ability to look beyond his pain. And see the reason why he was made to even exist in this earth. was I'm going to say it again. Not just to make ends meet. Or not just to make a living. Woo, give God praise. He was created to, to fulfill the purpose of God in his life. End of story. I said end of story. Which means sometimes I'm going to go through pain. And in my pain I'm fulfilling God's purpose. And sometimes I'm going to be abounding. And in that I am fulfilling God's purpose. A lot of things we're blaming on the devil. The devil has nothing to do with it. It's God that sent that. God sent persecution to spread the church, to get the church out there, help them understand, hey, you're not in Jerusalem just to collect a bunch of money so that you can distribute it to the poor. That's not why you are here. It's not about making ends meet. It's about taking this gospel to the ends of the earth. I like what one missionary said one time. Hey, ooh, hallelujah. I'm not letting my flesh get the best of me. There ain't no way. Give God praise. One missionary, you know, a lot of times people have missionary services about reach outreach and going out to the world and preaching the gospel. And uh, they come to the front and they, you know, they give them all these promises. You know, if you preach the gospel, we'll give you this. We'll make sure you got to live it. Make sure you got a place to live. Make sure you got a bed. Make sure you got, you know, food. Hallelujah. Got clothes for your back. If you'll just go. And they go out there in the mission field and they fail. I said, they fail. Because when they get out there, they were just looking for a meal ticket. But this is not about a meal ticket. And so they go out there in the mission field, and they fail. One missionary stood up, and he invited people to come. And he said, if you would like to be a missionary, you feel led of God to be in the mission field, I want you to come right now. And they began to come out and stand there. He said, but before you come, he said, I want to tell you what awaits you. He said, persecution. He said, want. He said, lack. And possibly death. Do you know what? They still came. This is a testimony. They still came. And they went in the mission field, and they're still there preaching the gospel. <laughs> Listen to me. God has two things in, in plan for you. Abasement and abundance. 
Now, listen, are you with me today? You will give up in the kingdom of God if you don't understand that. That sometimes persecution is going to come. Sometimes want's going to come. Sometimes lack's going to come. Sometimes suffering's going to come. Sometimes you're not going to have everything the way you want it sometimes. Some, you might even have to die for him. But hallelujah, if you've got that kind of understanding, then no matter what you go through, no matter when you have lack or when you have need or, or no matter how much you're suffering, you'll still be in the church. You'll still be in the kingdom of God. But it's those who don't understand that God in his plan has both for you, both abasement and abundance that fall out of the church because they look to the church to be a meal ticket or the ministry to be a meal. It's not a meal ticket. It's about preaching this gospel. Give God praise. Let your hand. And so the great persecution that broke out could not overcome the greatness of God's kingdom and the greatness of God's word and the greatness of God's purpose could not overcome it. The devil can't stop you. <laughs> Nothing can stop you if you've made up your mind. You've got a passion for greatness. I'm talking about a passion for the greatness of the kingdom, the greatness of the name, the greatness of the word, the greatness of the gospel, the greatness uh, that drives you to win souls. Nothing will stop you no matter what you go through. Woo, give God praise. <coughs> God hadn't promised us that it's always going to be the way we want it. Hallelujah. In fact, and you, you're not going to understand this until I preach this later sometime. But you know what? You, you decided to say yes to God's plan before you were ever here. Before you were ever born. Before, I'm telling you, before you were ever born, sons of God got together. And when they got together, they agreed to. Uh, see, you can't remember that. You know why you can't remember that? Because you've got a soul. You've got a mind. You've got ideas. You've got thoughts. And that had a beginning at the time of your breath. The first breath that came in your body, your soul entered in there. And so you can't remember what you used to be in the spirit before time. But there was a time in the spirit before the spirit was ever dispatched from heaven that you said, down at the council and said yes to God's script you said yes to God's plan for your life that means difficulty that means pain and it also means abundance at the same time and then he dispatched your spirit into your body at the time oh God at the time of your conception and then at the time of your birth that's when you got your soul so you get glimpses of it every once in a while Sometimes, you know, some, uh, the, the French call it deja vu. You get a glimpse of it every once in a while. Oh, I've been here before and have never been there before. You know why that is? Come on, give God praise. Because in the spirit, God planned in your script for you to be there that day. And you said yes to it before you ever came here. That's why you think you've been there before. Because it's in your script. Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to preach that I just got to give you a basis for what I'm talking about here Hallelujah. and I'm going to real soon see you don't believe that, that you, were, you were created or your spirit was created before you were born do you 
You don't believe in the pre-existence of your spirit, do you? Do you know the early church, can, uh, not the early church, but around the third century, they condemned that as, a, as heresy. But Paul said this, after the way called they heresy. So worship by the God of my fathers. After the way they call heresy. And it can be proven by the Bible, what I'm telling you. You already agreed to the, to the plan of God. You already agreed to the script of God. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't walk off the stage and say, no, I'm not going to do my part. Your soul, your body can take you off the stage with your spirit. It has no control. I can walk out of here right now and say, I'm not going to do that. But if I do that, I fulfill. I, I, I do not fulfill God's purpose for my life. I've walked off the script. I've got out of the script. I've watched off the stage of God's purpose for me. So I'm here to tell you right now that no matter what you go through, there's something great. Something great. Great. Are you with me today? Most people, they just suffer, suffer, suffer because they're so worried about how they're going to pay their bills. They're so worried about how to make ends meet. They're so worried about all these things, you know. God said it like this. He said, first seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. There's something greater than your need. He said, he knows all the Gentiles have need of that. He knows the heathen have need of that. But he said, don't seek that first. He said, first seek the kingdom. And then all that other stuff's going to be added to you. <laughs> let's, look at, let's look at the spirit of Stephen. Look at him. Look at him. His physical life is leaving his body. And he's still praising God. The basic instinct of man is preserve your physical life. Tell me that's not right. Tell me that's not the problem. When we come to church and we can't break through. And we can't worship. And we can't move with God. And we won't receive his word. You know why? Because something didn't go the way you wanted it to yesterday. Tell me that's not true. Having trouble. You know what I'm saying? Having trouble in the physical realm. Having trouble with the soul realm. But I'm here to tell you there's something greater. And it's being led by the Spirit. If you get focused just on the physical and focused just on the soul realm, you will never walk and fulfill God's plan and purpose for your spirit. We'll give God praise. Because you start walking in your own, your, the vanity of your own mind. You start letting your body dictate to you what it wants. No, not my will, but your will be done, God. Means if you want, if I need to die today, God, if I fulfill my purpose in this world, take me now, Jesus. And the whole time we should be praising God and worshiping God because there's something beyond the physical, something beyond my mind. So Stephen has the ability to understand. You know, in that early church at first, man, they're distributing all kinds of food and everything else, making sure the physical bodies. And I, I don't really, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just trying to tell you something that's greater than that. There's something greater than that. And that is to get this gospel out. So the Lord sends persecution and breaks up their little, you know, distribution center. Go! Yes, Lord! He's an awesome God. 
You can't ever let anything stop you. You got to keep pushing. I say, Spirit, you're leading me right now. You're telling me to do things that, that I really don't want to do. Ooh, oh, God. Your spirit's telling you to do things you don't want to do. Oh, yeah, but your mind says, no, don't do that. Your body says, no, that's going to hurt. So he said, no, my spirit. He said, Jesus, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. I fulfilled, I fulfilled my script. I fulfilled my purpose for being here. I understood there was something greater and something bigger than what, give God praise. And so Jesus endured also suffering and pain and, and death. How? For the joy that was set before him. Jesus did not want to die. He said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He had trouble with his soul. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. The will of the Spirit be done. Because he knew once he got through it, then there was going to be something very powerful and very great ahead of him. Y'all doing all right out there? I'm trying to help us. Hallelujah. <coughs> the Bible says great joy broke out as a result of them going through that persecution and being willing to go out and preach the gospel. Miracles breaking out. Devils running from them. See, devils can't, you know, devils can't stand in the presence of somebody who's led by the Spirit. You know why? Because the way he works is he works on your flesh. The way he works is he works on your mind. To what? To get to your spirit. So if he, listen, if you've got the victory and you're led by the Spirit, he can't tempt you in the flesh. He can't mess with your mind. It, and even if he does, your spirit overrides what he's telling you. That's why devils have to flee in the presence of somebody that walks in the spirit. Because he recognizes authority. He recognizes a person walking in authority and in power. Ooh, so here goes Stephen. He's died. He's dead. But as a result of that, he's the seed into the ground that's going to produce a manifestation of the sons of what? The kingdom. His death is not in vain. There's a reason for it. And so as a result of this persecution, then God says, go preach the word. Go preach the word. Look at your neighbor and say, go preach the word. Oh, but Lord, you don't know what we've been going through. You don't know what the pain we've been dealing with. You know, I can't even make ends meet. Man, I'm, I'm really having a hard time. Going to go preach the word. Because what he's saying is, I want a manifestation of your spirit, not a manifestation of your mind. I want a manifestation of your spirit, not a manifestation of your body. Most, listen, I, hey, I got trouble with my soul too. I got trouble with my body too. I know, I know what I'm talking about. But I know one thing. The manifestation of the Spirit is what comes out of my, my, my mouth. And I can let my body shut me down. I can let my soul shut me down. But I have to say, no, Spirit, rise up. Take over right now. Take over my mind. Take over my body, Jesus. Have your way right now. Jesus' name. You, you understand what I'm trying to show you here, don't you? 
he reaches beyond basic instinct of self-preservation. Jesus reached beyond basic instinct of the flesh of self-preservation and went to the cross. Why? For the joy that was set before him. So we've got great persecution here. Hello? Y'all doing all right? And then, as a, and then we got great joy. So depending on how much suffering you've gone through to promote the kingdom, it's going to determine how much joy and how much power you have. Are you all right out there? If you give up in the midst of that persecution, great persecution, then you're going to miss signs, miracles, wonders, devils running from you. You're going to miss the opportunity to preach the word of God and see souls come in the kingdom. You see, we've got to forget self. Somehow, we've got to learn to forget self. Say, hey, God, if it's not going the way I want it right now, it was in your plan. And, and, and God, I already agreed to it. So I'm going to pull the thumb out of my mouth. Stop sulking. Stop, ha stop having a pity party. Why are you having a pity party over something you've already, already said yes to? One scripture. He said to Jeremiah, he said, I knew you. Before I formed you, I knew you. Oh, when did he know him? Not in his physical body. Not in his soul. He knew him in spirit before Jeremiah was ever formed. Oh, yeah. And he just walked by and he went, breathe the spirit into Jeremiah's body at the time of conception. And at the time of birth, when he went, you with me? When he took his first breath, he got his soul. But his spirit was already there. God knew him. Oh, yeah. But in a specific time, in a specific time in history, God said it's time for Jeremiah to come. It's his age. It's his generation. It's his time to preach. It's his time to manifest my spirit. See, I'm not like some people. I believe that God has control over every stoplight I pull up to. If it's red, he said, let it be red. If it's green, he said, it be red. let it be green. I believe that God is in charge of everything that's ever happened to me and everything that ever will happen to me. And I can walk off the stage of the script and say, God, I want to change the script. Or I can say, okay, God, this pain was meant. Because I have put my hands in my life in your hands, God. It belongs to you. So because Stephen understood that, then he can say, okay, now it's time for you to go back to God. Back to God? When was it ever there with God? Ecclesiastes said, Spirit goes back to God who gave it. Which means it was with Him before it was with you. So now Stephen just says, Jesus received my spirit. Just going back to where it came from. Well, yeah, give God praise. He understood the reason why I was here and the greatness of the kingdom and the purpose of God. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. 
But somewhere along the line, people have walked off the stage. You know why? Because their mind's controlling them. Their, their ideas are controlling them. They've had trouble with their minds for years. Me too. And with their body, Jesus did. But you know what? Not my will, but your will be done. Because it's great. So great persecution. You've got to have something that will take you through that. And that's an understanding that God has not. Come on, are you with me? Has it written in your script so there can be a manifestation of the spirits? Say his word is the seed that must be dispensed. And so they went forth preaching the word or the seed or the sperma. You with me here? They understood there must be a traveling of the seed in, for, in, in, in order for there to be a birthing into the kingdom. There had to be a traversing of the seed. It can't just lie there dormant. It's got to move before it can bring in creation. You'll see what I'm talking about in just a minute. Okay, let's keep reading. Say great joy. Now, they've got a lot of joy there, you know, because of the preaching, right? Praise God. It says they were scattered abroad. He, so Philip goes to Samaria. They're in one accord. They give heed to those things which Philip says spake. Manifestation of the Spirit, not the mind or the body. Hearing and seeing. Say hearing. Hearing is a manifestation of the Spirit. Speaking is a manifestation of the Spirit. The spoken word is a manifestation of the Spirit. And the receiving of that word is a manifestation of the Spirit. Receive you with the meekness, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Or the implanted word. Or the seed that's been impregnated you with. He said receive it with meekness. That's a manifestation of God's Spirit. When God speaks, that's a manifestation of God. You get the point. If it's his word, it clothes thoughts and expression. It's a manifestation of the spirit. So that's what he's doing. He understands what's going on. So, all right, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? I know. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Look down and say, God's got a plan for me. And in that plan, two things. Abasement and abundance. Now, we like abundance. Our body, I, don't, don't look at me like that, that pious look. Every one of us like abundance. Mm -mm, I do too. You do. Don't give me that pious stuff. I, you were created for greatness. You want the biggest, the best. I know. I'm like that. I want the biggest, the best thing going on. Man, I don't want to settle for nothing. You know, my soul, my body, you know. And, and then I have to wait on God to say okay to it. If he don't say okay to it, then I got a wreck on my hands. You know where that came from? The king. I'm looking at king's kids. But, okay, we can handle that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't tell me that's not true. Because if you're not abounding and you get all like this. Something in your spirit tells you, no, 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 no. I was destined for greatness. But you also need to know, on the other hand, God has in that plan persecution. 
He has in that plan a basement. And sometimes they'll say, there's not going to be a bed, there's not going to be food, there's, nothing, there's going to be persecution, and there might be death for you. But you're still placed here to do what? To expand the kingdom. To preach the word. To win souls. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Now, now hallelujah. How many God's blessed you with abundance financially? God has blessed me with abundance financially. But there are many times I've gone through where I've been abased. Hello, give God praise. But you know what? In the time of abasement, I didn't quit. I didn't give up on God. I didn't walk out of that church. People say, okay, God, there's a reason why I'm going through right now what I'm going through. It's part of your plan. Hallelujah. Because you've got to get me in a place where I manifest the Spirit. By preaching the Word. So that signs, miracles, and wonders can follow the Word. And the devils, people can be set free by the power of God. Verse 7, for unclean spirits, say unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, they come out screaming. They don't want to let go. Many that were possessed, say possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. See, a lot of times people today, they, you know what we've got in this age? Now, look, look at me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a psychologist. Now, how can I be a psychologist and, and preach against psychology and psychiatry? You thought I was kidding when I said I was a psychologist. I'm a psychologist. Say, psyche. That's your soul. So I preach the Word of God, and the more the Word of God you can get in your mind, the more your psyche, your psychology, is changed and being conformed to His image. So I'm a true psychologist. I preach the Word to your brain. I, re I put the Word in my brain. So when I preach against psychology and psychiat psychiatric stuff, I'm talking about humanistic psychology and humanistic psychiatry. Give God praise. We need psychology because, you know, and I'm talking about the biblical sense, because we got trouble with our psyche. We got trouble with our body. Brother, brother, did I stop preaching good? When I stop preaching good, he goes back there. When I preach good, he'll be back up here. Hallelujah. I'll try to get back there, brother. Just hang on there, man. You know, some of y'all don't understand the, why I talk to you the way I talk to you. and the, That's just my way of, of fellowship and a relationship with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I, I'm going to try to get back there, brother. Just pray for me. Just stand back there. Pray, God. Jesus. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you today, most people think that uh, the problems, all the problems are just psycho, psychic. And they think it's all genetic. But I'm telling you that a lot of things that are going on in people today are not just genetic and not just psychic, but it's demonic. And you can't counsel a spirit out. 
They got to be driven out by the word. They got to run out there screaming and crying. The only thing that will make them scream and cry and get out is the preached word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the spirit of the Lord God in the presence of a man who's sold out to God, sold out to the spirit of God, or a woman that's the same. They got problems with spirits here, man. How many of y'all ever been to a psychiatric ward and they told you you got a spirit? No, they want to talk to you about your, your, you know, your, your uh, dysfunctional family. Can I tell you something about dysfunctional family? Every one of us came from a dysfunctional family. Because, you know what, you're looking at a man that used to be a part of the Adams family. Now, don't laugh at me. You think I look like, you know, one of them. Don't laugh at me. You're looking in the mirror lately. Every one of us came from the Adams family. And all of us have the Adams family values. Problem is, you found out that the Adams family don't have no values. Well, y'all know who I'm talking about, the Adams family, right? Some of y'all better, y'all, yeah. Dun, 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 what the dun. Oh, don't give me that stuff. Every one of us were dysfunctional. But I'll tell you what will set you free. And that's the power of the preached word. And if you've got a demon or you have psycho problems, psycho, psychology problems, it is the word of God that will transform you and change you. Give God praise. But we love to, to ride on those things. I, I, I'm from a dysfunctional family. Honey, if I could give you my testimony, you would go. <gasps> you would not believe my background as a child. Oh, yeah, you, now you're looking at me. Now we know why you're crazy. <laughs> See, I'm not going to blame my background for not fulfilling my script. <laughs> We all have dysfunctional family. Are y'all awake? Some of us had spirits moved in us. We didn't even, we would say, no, 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 no. I didn't have no spirit. You're talking to the wrong guy here. Yeah, or the wrong woman here. Nah, 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 I don't have what you're talking about. Yeah. How do you know that? How have you come to that conclusion? You just, you, have you just put it all into this category of dysfunctional? And psycho or psychic, yeah, well, we know you psycho, hallelujah. Wow. There's some stuff that's moved in us. Mm. Bible said they were crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies, and they that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. Say, great joy in the city. Man, you talk about joy. Uh, Y'all are with me on this, don't you? No matter what we go through as a church, when you see somebody come in and get delivered. They get delivered from spirits. 
they get born again. They get their, their, you know, their, their soul is beginning to be straightened out. Their thinking starting to think. Man, don't you rejoice about that? Doesn't that excite you? <laughs> Man, that excites me more than anything. But there was a certain man. Here we go, number nine. <clears throat> but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. He's involved in all kinds of occultic activity. Hey. And so he's uh, presenting himself as something great. And from the least to the greatest, they say, this man is the great power of God. They gave God the credit for it. God was, oh yeah, come on somebody. God wasn't doing it in this situation. He was involved in the occult. Now there was something greater than what he had that he recognized. Satanists get in your presence or witches get in your presence and they know automatically that you've got something greater than they've got. The enemy has power, but he don't have the kind of power that's residing in us. <laughs> they know it in a minute. What kind of spirit you got? Hallelujah. Give God praise. So anyway, he goes on and says this, and him they heard, they had regard because of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. He got them out of place. The word sorcery or bewitched literally means to take them out of a place by just moving them emotionally. That got caught up in the show, man. With me here? They seen him do things, but they never saw what was happening in their city uh, when Philip came in. Saw demons running out there because all the lame getting healed, miracles taking place. They never saw it at that degree. They saw a manifestation of power. But it wasn't like this power. Give God praise. Whew, praise God. Now, Simon was not created. Y'all already leaving me. Why are you leaving me, man? Simon wasn't created. To delve in demonic power. This man, I believe with all my heart, when he was born, when his spirit was placed in his body at conception, and his soul at the time of his first breath, I believe that man was created to be an apostle. Because he had a hunger for great things. He had a hunger for the great power of God. He just got in the wrong book. He started working for the wrong master. I believe this man should have been an apostle. Now he could have repented, got in proper alignment with God, and God would have started using him very powerfully. He could have changed, gotten the right book. You're not hearing me right now. I believe that the, the great salesmen that are in the world today are really evangelists. Oh God, give God praise. I believe that the great uh, CEOs of large businesses are apostles who are called by God to build the kingdom. I got in the presence of one guy one time. He was an awesome salesman. Sell cars. He sold 40, about 40 cars a month. If you've ever been in that business, you know that's big. Almost every time, 30 to 40 cars a month. I looked at him. His name was Eddie Forkaway. Big old football player. You knew him? 
big old black Eddie Forkaway, hallelujah, big old guy. I mean, charismatic to the max. Walk out there and sell you a car when you didn't even come to buy one. Get you on the lot against your will and then sell you a car you don't even want. He was amazing. God. Listen, this man was not your, you know, an angel though. He had a ring going on. Hallelujah. All kinds of stuff dark in his, in his life. I'm just telling you, praise God. But uh, God did something in that place. Because one time the boss asked me to pray for a lady that was in a hospital for one of the salesmen. Her, uh, the salesman's mom was in the hospital sick. And in the business meeting, this, this business manager said, uh, Carter, would you pray for this lady in the hospital? And so right there in a sales uh, business meeting... I stood up there and I prayed in the name of Jesus. I sent healing to her body in that hospital. And before the day was over, the salesman got a call that his mama was lifted up out of that affliction. And that sales manager walked up to me with tears in his eyes. He said, Carter, he said, I know you're just now fixing to start the church. He said, I'm going to give you an offering for the church right now. He sat there and he wrote a check out and he handed it to me right there. And as a result of that, Eddie Forkaway walked up to me. He said, Carter, he said, I want to be your friend. He said, you know God. Now, there was a lot of preachers that were working in that dealership. There were a lot of preachers that were working there. But they weren't walking it. They weren't living it. And when God manifested himself there, Eddie Forkaway said, I want to know you. You know God. I said, I looked at Eddie Forkaway, and I said, right now, Eddie, I want to tell you something. I believe that God has raised you up to be a minister of the gospel. I believe that God has raised you up to declare the word of God, to preach this gospel all over the world. Now, I don't know where Eddie is today. But from that day forward, this rough tough muscle bound businessman salesman became a friend of mine a great friend of mine give God praise Whew. and I believe that this man Simon here was supposed to be a powerful man of God an apostle but he sold out for the wrong thing he let his spirit be moved into things or displaced say taken out of place Say, taken out of place. That's what the word be which means, to be taken out of place. He let himself be taken out of place. Oh, God. He let himself be taken out of the script. And then he calls other people to be taken out of place. And so God sends a man there by the name of Philip to preach the kingdom of God and tell them about the things of the Spirit because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not making ends meet, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So Philip goes in there and says, this is this, this displacement here. This is out of place. He displaced himself, and he's displacing you. Come over here. Let me show you why you were made, why you were created. You were created to have those devils cast out of you. You were created so that the purpose of the kingdom of God can be manifest in your life. I'm here to get you in alignment with God. I'm here to get you in your place in God. Give God praise. <clears throat> The 
the harlot that's in the world is one of the greatest soul winners that can ever be won to God. You know why? Because she's always trying to find somebody to give affection to and to give affection from. She sells that which is most valuable to her. And if you ever win a harlot to God, she will win souls that will blow your mind. But see, she has been displaced. She has been taken out of place. She wasn't created for that. She's in the wrong book. So God, God has men and women who have been filled with the Holy Ghost and they're going to understanding their purpose in life is to manifest the kingdom by the word that they preach and speak. And as a result of that, people get back in place. Now watch this. This man Simon, when he sees it through the laying on the hands of the apostles that the Holy Ghost is given. And he sees all these miracles. And he sees this joy. He said, you know what? He said, I don't have what you got. I got people thinking I'm the great power of God. But really, I've just got out of place. And I don't have what you got. And so he said, hey, I'll give you money if you'll get, let me have that gift. That whosoever I lay hands on, they'll receive the Holy Ghost. Now, that's a powerful thing. Even he recognized how powerful it is to be used by God. You can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on it. Peter said, your money perish with you. Literally, he's saying, your money go to hell with you, Simon. Your money go to hell with you. No, you don't like that, but that's what it is. Your money perish with you, Simon. He said, I sense that you are in the call of bitterness. I sense that your heart is not right in this. Listen, it's not right in the sight of God. It's out of line. It's all in confusion. You're in bitterness and all kinds of stuff here. You're working with the wrong power. You're working in the wrong thing. You are out of place. But you're getting a glimpse of what you really were created for. What you were really created for is to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. What you were created for, lay hands on the sick and they get the... What you were created for, Simon, is that when you lay hands on, you would be like an apostle and they would get the Holy Ghost in your spirit. You know that's why you were created in your spirit. That's why you want it. When you see something going on in the spirit, prophetically or apostolic, you know that you want that because there's something inside of your spirit that, yeah, that's what you should be and who you should be. Simon. Listen, if you have a desire to be used God in the area of the prophetic or the apostolic, the only reason why you have that desire is because that's who you are. Give God praise. <clears throat> but before 
we can be used in these areas that we know we were created for, we've got to get in proper place. We've got to get in proper alignment. We've got to understand that God created me for two things, abundance and abasement, both of them. But my spirit's got to be in charge, not my body, not my soul. My spirit's got to be in charge. i got to be led by the Holy Ghost. I've got to get in proper place, proper alignment, because there's something in my spirit that's telling me that God wants to use me powerfully. Something in my spirit is telling me that God has a great plan for my life. Something in my spirit is telling me that we're going to be used mightily in the kingdom. Something's telling me in my spirit. So I keep pressing beyond the pain. I keep pressing beyond the persecution. I refuse to give up. Because something's inside of me is telling me God's got something great. So for the joy that's set before us, knowing that there's something great that God's doing in this, I've got to keep pressing beyond my pain and pushing beyond the persecution. You with me here? And understand it's bigger than money. It, it's bigger than making the ends meet. It's bigger than just my natural life being sustained. It's about God's kingdom. Nothing will ever satisfy you. You give God praise. Give me praise. <laughs> For you men, I'm going to talk to you right now. I don't care how beautiful she is. If you got her, you get tired of her too. Because there's nothing that will satisfy you but fulfilling God's script for your life. Now, I want to use an example here only. There's a woman by the name of Halle Berry, and you know how beautiful she is. Are you with me right now? She is very beautiful, but she's had one relationship after another relationship after another relationship. Her most recent relationship, she said that she found the love of her life, but in her most recent relationship, it broke apart. It disintegrated. You know why? You know what the problem was? Uh, he had a problem with sexual addiction. Now, listen to me. He's married to one of the most beautiful women in the world, but she is not enough. I'm trying to tell you that no matter how beautiful she is, she is not enough. Money, no matter how much money you get, it's never enough. No matter what, it's because there's something inside of you in the spirit that calls you beyond that. Give God praise. Do you understand what I'm telling you right now? You got to be led by the Spirit. You got to be taken beyond those temptations. We have to go beyond those temptations. How? By the Spirit. I want it, but I can't have it. It's not lawful for me to have. My Spirit's telling me there's something better than this. And women, some women, run from one relationship to another relationship trying to find love. Trying to find somebody that will show them affection. Somebody that will care for them. So they go from one place, one person, to another person, to another person. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is the only one that can ever love you like you want to be loved. 
I hope you're getting this. There's something bigger than. It's greater than. The things that the flesh want, the things that the mind struggle with. The spirit is why. Oh, yeah, you don't want me to preach practical, do you? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I have trouble with my soul. I have trouble with my body. But there's something that tells me, no, it's, there's greater than that. It's greater than that. You were created. Your spirit was created to fulfill God's purpose in this life. And you will see yourself like Simon. Man, I thank God for the Holy Ghost because he's giving me revelation like you wouldn't believe here. You will see yourself like Simon gravitating towards those who have a light call on their life. You with me? If they've got an apostolic prophetic call on their life, you are drawn to that. You know why? Because there is the seed or the word of God that leaps within your womb that comes alive because that's who you are. You are that way. God created you to be that. And so you are drawn to that kind of thing. And because Simon was created to be an apostle because there's more than the twelve. Barnabas was an apostle because he was created to be that, but he was just displaced or bewitched. Then now he sees what the apostles do and says, hey, that's what I'm supposed to do. But the problem is he went about it wrong. He wanted to buy it. Give God praise. <laughs> Heart's not right, Simon. Heart's not right. You got you full of bitterness. Repent. Repent. Get yourself in order. Get yourself in proper place. When you get yourself in the proper place, then God can use you in the way that he wanted to use you. But you got to repent. You've got to align yourself. I don't think you're getting this. Why would Simon, who's got all of this acclaim, he's got people applauding him. People walking around saying, man, this is a great power of God. He's got people say, talking about how great he is. You with me? If he's got all of that, and he evidently has money because he's offering money. If he's got all of this, you know, going for him. Then why does he want the ability to lay hands on people and they receive the Holy Ghost? Because that's why he was created. That is the key to this passage. He thought himself to be great. Because he was created to be great in the kingdom of God. And they use a term concerning him, the great, the great power of God. That's why. Because he was created. But he went the wrong direction with it. So Peter says, here's the key. Get yourself in proper alignment. Find out why you were created. And begin to move towards that. Let your spirit tell you where to go. Let your spirit tell you what. Oh God, give God praise. Go out and manifest the Spirit by the Word that you preach. and Go out and preach the Word to people so they can manifest the Spirit by hearing the Word of God that is preached. God is awesome, church. 
He is here right now. People who are involved in the psychic hotlines and things like that, they, were, they should have been uh, prophetesses or prophets. You don't believe me, do you? I'll give you an example of another man by the name of Saul. See, Saul, at the beginning of this chapter, he's out of proper alignment. He's not supposed to be doing that. Simon's out of alignment. He's <laughs> another man by the name of Saul in the Old Testament. He is a king, anointed to be king over Israel. When he loses his anointing, what does he do? He goes to the counterfeit. He goes to the witch of Endor because he lost the real for which he was created because he got out of the script for which he was made. <laughs> and so there will always be something in that person that draws them to what they could have been, should have been, or would have been. You got to hear me today. When you get out of place, or God is displaced, and you're just out of place, you're not in proper place, you are displaced, then what happens is you are moving in things that are supernatural because you were made to do that, but in the kingdom of God, not in the kingdom of darkness. I don't think you're hearing me. Do you understand why Saul went to the witch of Endor? He wanted something supernatural to happen in his life. <laughs> No, man, I was created, Saul knew I was created to be a king. I was anointed to be king over Israel. I need the supernatural. I need that prophet Samuel in my life. I didn't want him in my life because he was telling me what I didn't want to hear. He was, oh God, he was telling me I was involved in witchcraft because I was stubborn and, and I was an idolatry. Come on, are you with me? Give God praise. He said, because you're rebellious, that's the sin of witchcraft. Because you're stubborn, that is as idolatry. Now watch this. Uh, the man, Saul, didn't want to hear that. Are you with me? And so, because of that, the kingdom is taken away. Say, the kingdom is taken away from Saul and given to another man. That's what happens. If you don't want to walk in proper alignment with God, then God takes that anointing that you were supposed to dispensate and that word that you were supposed to dispensate and he puts it on somebody else that will walk in a proper place and alignment with him. And this person that walks with God that way understands how great God is. Look at the way God talks about David. He was a man after God's own heart. So God takes the spirit that's on Saul, puts it on David. Because David is a man after God and God's heart. Saul has got out of script. He don't want to hear what that prophet's got to say. Because he wants to do it his way. He's stubborn. I'm not going to. You better be careful walking in the house of God saying, I'm not gonna. Stubborn spirit. And then rebelling against the move of God in your life. God will take what your purpose was and put it on somebody else that's hungry after God. 
Hallelujah. But if you still got something stirring in you when I'm preaching right now, if there's something leaping inside of you as I'm preaching right now about greatness and who you should be in God, then you haven't lost it yet. It's still down inside of you. The Word of God is just causing something to come alive inside. Saying, yeah, that's me. That's who I should be. Oh, God's destined me for greatness. No wonder God says, I got to get rid of these spirits because they're a counterfeit of what the Spirit is wanting to do in these people's lives. Give God praise. How many of you, when I preach this word, something in you is going, is leaping? Because you know you were created for something more than what you are right now. If it's jumping, if it's leaping, listen to it. Listen to that word. Listen to the spirit that's inside of you. That's why you are here. If you have, if you think, all you can think about is a certain thing that you would like to do, go do it. You know what I'm talking about? Go do it. I'm not going to ask no questions. <clears throat> what do you see yourself doing? Go do it. Don't settle for something less. Don't settle for a counterfeit. If you have a, have a desire to do something, that's God. God put it in you. He, brother, if you want to write books, you're talking about writing books. Man, I was sitting back there when you started talking about writing books, how you want your books to be distributed, you know, all this. I'm going, yes, yes, yes. Because if that is coming out of your spirit, that's really what your dream is. That's what you should be pursuing, man. You should be going at it because that is why you were made, brother. Give God praise. A sister walked into church one night. She doesn't attend right now, but she will be. God's drawing the, her and her family in this church. She walked into one church service, and I was preaching. And when she walked out, she got direction for a book that she was supposed to write. One service is all it took. She went out, and she completed the book that God told her to write. But she had to hear a word that caused that to come back alive inside of her. And when that word went forth, it caused that to jump, start coming alive inside. And she walked out and she said, I'm supposed to write my book. Well, she finished it. We'll give God praise. And so the other day, we got a call, and we had a, an, an engagement to meet with, with her husband and herself and her family. Never met her husband, never met her children. But she called me. She said, I'd like to have a supper. She didn't. He did. That's, that's awesome. Uh, he called me and said, we'd like to get together and have supper with you tonight, you know. I said, all right. Praise God. I know God is in this. God's got something going on here. So I agreed to go. 
And, and so we went over there, we was eating supper with them, and she had come into a snag uh, with her book. The book's finished, but in order to publish it, it costs money. In order for it to publish it, she don't have the money. And so in the midst of that conversation at that table, God spoke to her from a word that she didn't even set under. That was a service about the man who was lethargic, the prophet that was lethargic. And, and my wife began to testify, because she, she wanted to know. She said, well, what happened in that service? She said, I heard that was a powerful word. as a powerful move of God. Tell me what happened in that service. See, she's hungry for this. She wants what's going on here. What happened in that service? I, I want to know what happened. And I didn't even get in it. My, my wife started talking to her. And as a result of that word that was preached, uh, and, and through the testimony of my wife, that <laughs> something started leaping inside of her. And you know what she did? She made arrangements. Uh, the uh, following few days after that meeting, arrangements, the next day you say, the next day she made arrangements for the publication of the book for the publication of the book I'm here to tell you right now that there's some people in here who belong here and there's some people I'm just going to say it like this. I pray everybody here that is here belongs here. And the only way you can know if you belong here is that when this word is preached like this, something starts jumping inside of you and said, yes, pastor, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. And I'm not saying that it has to be behind a pulpit. It might be out there in the world somewhere. But whatever your dream is, whatever your desire is, God put it in there. Don't let nothing shut you down no matter what you got to do to get it. Don't settle for the counterfeit. Don't let these spirits come up in your life and take over your life because you're not walking where God wants you to walk. Don't let your mind get in control of you over the spirit and your body dictate to you what it's supposed to. Let the spirit do it. Give God praise. Because you were created for greatness. If all you can think about is owning your own business, get it. But pastor, if I do, I won't be able to pay my bills. You're not here to, you're not here to pay your bills. You're here to fulfill your purpose in God. See, some of you just gave up on life. You did. Something has come against you. Some problems, some difficulties come against you and you just gave up on life. Are you crazy? If God is fulfilled or through with the greatness that he created you for, you would be gone. If there's still something for me to do and something for you to do, that's why I'm still around. But, so you can't give up on life for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He kept pushing beyond the pain, pushing beyond the struggle. It's going to be a struggle to write that book. It's going to be a struggle to get it published. It's going to be a struggle to write that song. It's going to be a struggle to sing it. It's going to be a struggle to get it put on CD. It's going to be a struggle to preach that word. It's going to be a struggle to declare the word. It's going to be a struggle to have that church building. It's going to be a struggle. But if God put it in your vision, in your spirit... You have to keep pressing beyond the pain and the persecution until you see the joy that was set. <clears throat> That's why I tell you right now, enjoy this sanctuary. 
enjoy this building. Thank God for it. I, I try to never come across you with, uh, with a burden like that, you know. Always putting a burden of this thing on your shoulders. I don't do that because God is an awesome God. If God tells me to take up an offering, I take up an offering. But I don't stand up here and whine and cry all the time. So, God, I want you to feel the burden. I want you to rejoice in what God is doing, what He's done. Look what the Lord has done. I mean, the day we drove by this building, wouldn't it be great for us? To, wouldn't it be great for our church to have this building? Wouldn't it be great for to have Sunday school departments have all those rooms back there? Wouldn't it be great to have that and have that? Oh yeah, well, guess what? You gotta think it. You gotta see it before you can have it. And God put it in us, and because God put it in us, that's why we are here. He put that over there in us. That's why it's there. He, you know, I'll tell you, I'm going to blow your mind. He put this here in us before I was ever born. And before you were ever born, he put that over there for some reason before I was ever born. Well, Pastor, I, I really like to do that. But you see, I just don't really have the wherewithal. You know what? You need to step out in what's called F-A-I-T-H. If you really know it's God, you better do everything you possibly can to see that it happens. Because if you don't, you're still going to go bankrupt anyway. Helen, don't procrastinate! What God's telling you to do. If it's God, I'm not talking about your flesh. I'm not talking about what you want. I'm talking about God's told you to do it. Got it, right? So Simon, man, he really wanted this bad. Because that's why he was created. He was created for greatness. He was. From the time of his birth, the time he started getting in this, dabbling in the spirit world, the occultic things, he knew he was destined to move in the supernatural and beyond just the natural things. You understand what I'm saying? How many of y'all are satisfied today in the Spirit? I'm not, I'm not talking about you're satisfied with everything. I'm talking about because you've got Jesus and Jesus in your life. And no matter what's going on in you, all the pain, difficulty, persecution, struggle, everything, and sometimes abundance, you still got deep-seated joy inside of you because you know Jesus. And you have not been displaced. And you haven't let him be replaced by spirits. You haven't become lame. So now that you cannot walk in the kingdom of God. And Can I ask you a question? Why did God have all of these people delivered? I'm not giving you a sermon. I'm giving you a word today. Why did God deliver all these people? Why did he catch those spirits get driven out? Why did he heal lame people? Why would miracles take place there? Why? Why? Because he's got to get the body in place in alignment so that it can walk and fulfill its purpose. Why did, he, why did this persecution come to them to begin with? To get the body in place. To fulfill their purpose. Get you out of the city. Get you out of your house. Get you out of your comfort zone. 
into the call of God. God will let all kinds of hell come against us to get us in place. I know you don't like to hear that, but that's still true. All kinds of problems come against us to get us where we belong. We're supposed to, so that we kick kicking against God, kick, quit kicking against the pricks, quit fighting against the conviction of the Holy Ghost. See, Paul, he's got Paul's number. What he's doing, he's getting the church where it's supposed to be. He's getting these people that are hearing the manifestation of the Spirit, the preached Word, getting them healed so they can be where they're supposed to be, getting spirits cast out of them, those people who have spirits, so they can be where they're supposed to be. And that is in what? Greatness in the kingdom of God. All this is happening to get them in their proper script. I can look back in the back of my life. I can see difficulties and pains and problems in my life. And you know what? I can look back and I can see God use them to put me where he wanted me. <clears throat> you just keep praying for those lost people, your lost loved ones. Because God has a way to cause something to come in their life that will cause them to run back to the church. Oh, the news we're getting right now, it's not good news. Well, we got to get back to the church. We're at a place right now, I'm scared to death. God's going to God's gonna do something. I, I don't want him to have to do something. I don't want him to have to put persecution in my life to get me in my proper place. I, I'm just going to make up my mind. I'm going to choose what he's chosen. I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to start doing it the way he wants me to do it. I don't want to have to learn the hard way. But he'll let it. He'll let it come. But isn't it awesome when you're going through that? And when you get through it, you say, God, through that, you got me here. Boy, I suffered when I was going through it. But now, look. Oh, the joy that I've got right now, I cannot express. The problem is you could get so swallowed up in your pain and you never try to go beyond that into the joy that you live in the Garden of Gethsemane always. And to live in the Garden of Gethsemane is this, wanting what you cannot have and not willing to say, not my will, but your will be done. There are a lot of Christians who are in the Garden of Gethsemane you know why? Because they're not willing to let go what they want to get what God wants for them. So they live their whole life in sorrow and trouble of soul. Look what it says about Jesus. He was troubled in soul. Christians live in God cities too long. They are part of the plan of God. Yes. But they are to be passed through. The cross, yes. But on the other side of the cross, joy. If you get sucked down in the garden and, and all oh, I want, I want, I want, I want. And you were created for something totally different. Then when you don't get it. 
You're constantly troubled in soul. There's got to come to the top of your life and say, okay. <clears throat> this isn't working, man. This is not working. This is what I wanted, but it's not, wor- it's not the will of God. Now I'm going to stop living in the Garden of Gethsemane. Saying, oh, let this cup pass from me. You got it, don't you? I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Everybody has problems because he's got two plans. He's got one plan with two things in the plan. Abasement and abundance. So I go through what you go through. Jesus went through what you went through. But for the joy that's set beside and before him, he went through it. Wow. And so we could keep coming to church, some of us, and sit in the pews in our garden of Gethsemane. Constantly troubled in the soul. I'm talking about a continual thing. Or you could get up out of your garden of Gethsemane and say, okay, cross, all right. Cross it is. Cross, all right. Cross it is. You know, Jesus knew why he was made, why he was created. He knew it. But he did not want to do it. He wanted to rewrite the script. He did. But he knew why he was created. That's why when they would try to take him, brother, and throw him off a cliff somewhere and try to kill him, he just walked right in the midst of them. Can't touch me. I mean, you cannot, you cannot kill me right now. You know, how does he know that? In the spirit, he knows that. Because he knows where he's supposed to be going. So you got to know in your spirit. Be led by your spirit. This is not going to kill me. No, man, my spirit's telling me. I shall overcome this too. My spirit's telling me, oh, yeah, this is not the time of my death. No, my spirit's telling If it's over for me, then why do I still have this desire for greatness? So just say, no, you can't kill me right now. Because in the spirit, I know. Now, my, my soul I have trouble with. And, you know, my body don't want to feel the pain. But uh, my spirit knows what I'm destined for. You, uh, you got... That, that's why some people I know... I'll give you an example. I had a brother who, who, who got away from the church. He was in great pain, great consternation, great suffering. He, he got out of church for a temporary while. But something in my spirit told me, he'll be back. He will be back. Because he's destined to fulfill the purpose of God in his life. And right now he's swallowed up in the Garden of Gethsemane. But I feel in my spirit, I'll see him again. Guess what? He came back. He sat in my house. He cried. Talked about all the struggle he had gone through. He said, but I know where I belong. 
And he's working this morning. He's not here this morning. But he knows where he belongs. Somehow, though, you gotta, we got to get led by the Spirit say, nope. No, this garden thing, I've, I've already gone through that stage. Now it's time for me to get up. If I need to go to the cross, go ahead and crucify me. If I need to die, I need to die, go ahead. But on the other side, there's resurrection power and joy. If you constantly live in Gethsemane, then you will constantly be troubled in soul. Why? Because it's not going your way. Tell me that's not where the struggle is. That's where the struggle is. Gotta learn to listen to the Spirit. How do you move in God? Listen to the Spirit. It's pretty simple. How do you move in God? Give yourself to God. Pretty simple. Give God praise. What was it, Brother Bunch, sitting over there in a chair right there that said, get up and go pray for the pastor? What was that? Something in your spirit told you to get up. And so you obeyed the spirit. You got up and he laid hands on me. My wife didn't call you yesterday, did, he? did she? He didn't know that I was sick. I'll tell you, yesterday I was in so much great pain, church, and I'm not whining. I'm just telling you for a testimony. I was in such great pain in my sinus area. I thought I was going to die. Now, I, some of that was my fault, too. But I'm telling you, I was hurting bad. Real bad. I mean sick bad. And so I had, I'm, the Lord told me, he said, you have your wife. Now, I don't think I've ever done this, not one time since I've been here. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, have your wife call as many people in the church that she can get a hold of to pray for you. And so uh, I began to feel a release uh, uh, <clears throat> as the church. Two, way, two weeks ago, I stood in the pulpit and I asked the church to pray for me. I broke out all kinds of hives all over my body except my face, thank God, because I want to stay. But I was standing in the pulpit that Wednesday night when I was preaching. I had hives all over me. And I had the church pray. And y'all launched the power of God towards me. And you know what? By the next day, they started going away. <laughs> So God said, you call the church, have them pray, praise God, against this sickness. And I'm standing here preaching this morning because I believe God. I believe the Spirit over the flesh. I believe the Spirit over what my body is going through. Hallelujah. And you prayed a prayer of faith. And you launched the power of God against that sickness. hand on me said he released the power of God to be manifest in me this morning to preach to this church what he didn't know that I've been so sick in my body I couldn't even hardly get up but I'm telling you right now God knows everything God knows everything and if we'll just be led by the spirit there was something inside that told him get up go pray something told him to do that And I want you to know right now that I feel wonderful. I feel powerful in God. I feel great in God. 
He's an awesome God. Something great going on here. God, I receive that in the name of Jesus. If you receive that word, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> I praise God for that. Hold on, sister. Led by the Spirit. It was around that time. I don't know. Did anybody catch the time when we, my wife called y'all? What time was it? 3.15 when you got up, she talked to you. It was around that same general time that my wife launched out and asked people to pray. Yeah. Whew. God's awesome. That's exactly the way it works. That Spirit cast out of that young woman. Right? Spirit cast out. What time was it? What time did you speak the word? Brother, you have something to say? Shalabahokuhusha. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. I believe it because they cannot stay in the place of birthing. Jerusalem is the birthing place. It was the birthing place of the church. There are men that are going to come here that have to be birthed. Birthed in, their, in salvation and birthed into their ministries. But they cannot stay in Jerusalem because Jerusalem is just the birthplace. They must go out into the hallelujah highways and the byways and preach the gospel. They cannot stay here. They can only stay here long enough to grow up. And be trained. That's it. That's it. And then they will go forth. I believe that word, brother. Because this is the birthing place only. It's not the end. Give God praise. <laughs> Some of you are saying, Boy, I just don't see how God could ever get me out of my birthplace. Because I love my church. 
But I'm here to tell you right now that when it's time for God to get you out of Jerusalem, He will launch things in your life. He will tell the did you hear this? Watch. I've not tried to call myself anything. But the Bible said that they went forth except the apostles. The set man stayed there. The apostles stayed there. But from there, they went forth and declared the word of God. And there will come things in your life. If you are called by God to go forward somewhere that will take you out of this place. And the apostles will recognize the move of God at that time. Give God a hand clap praise, man. <coughs> I believe there are women here who are going to be married to pastors' wives. Uh, they'll be pastors' wives. I believe that. And some of you right now are struggling greatly in your marriages. But just hold on to God. Be strong in God. Because God's got a purpose for some of you women in this house. And I'm not calling every one of you into the ministry as far as pastorship. But I'm talking about that some of you are going to be married to pastors. Give God praise. <laughs> oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I got to stop right there. That's the Holy Ghost. I have a whole nother side of this that I'll get to later. But God has spoken here this morning to us from this holy book. Some of you cry and you weep because you see yourself doing things you don't feel qualified to do. You're drawn to people who have the same kind of spirit that you were created with. And because of that, you weep and you cry. And you feel that your failure, your, your pain, your struggle, your trouble of mind and soul have disqualified you from that. But I'm here to give you hope right now. That if it's still leaping inside of you, You've got a pastor that's going to be led by the Spirit. And not always by the letter only, but by the Spirit of the letter. If it's still leaping in, you, oh, you're not hearing me. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm going to step across the Word. I'll never do that. But there is a Spirit of the letter that you have to get. And that's what we have to have. And if there's something leaping in you that's still alive, how can I kill it? Pray for me, church, that I am led by the Spirit. Because some of you got a vision. You see yourself doing things. That's God. Some of you have been beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down my life. And your spirit saying, no. No, I see myself in a different place than this. I've been bewitched. I've been tricked. Magical tricks and arts have deceived me. 
and remove me. And my focus has become on things other than what the Spirit was placed in me for. Right now, in Jesus' name, I want to pray for you. Lift your hands right now, would you? Lord God Almighty, I thank you for the, the vision that you've placed in these men and women of God. Lord, I know that I am pastoring powerful servants of the kingdom. I know that, God. That's why you speak so clearly to us, God. Brother Andy, if you're back there, brother, I think you are. Would you place, play some music right now? God, hallelujah. Whew, something that you had a vision for, a dream for, that you thought was dead. God is bringing it back alive to you. You thought it was dead You thought it was gone But the gifts and callings of God Are without repentance He does not change His mind And right now That gift and that calling of God For which you were created Is coming alive in your spirit Talk to God. Say, Lord Jesus, I will not settle for a counterfeit spirit coming in my life. Not my will, but your will be done, Father. I give myself to you, O God. You have promised me pain. You have promised me persecution. You have promised me abundance. I will press through both. Shalalabahasi, kotelabakohoshi, areka shatalabahashata, kobo bobo bobo seterereda, tolade menerereda bosata da 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 Shoko, Telabo, Setelabo, Telabo Satia. I lift my Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Where does my Satala like a Satala? My help comes from you, Maker of Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, simply in just giving yourself to God, pushing through, giving yourself, no matter what you're suffering, no matter what the obstacles are, push your way into the purpose of God, push your way into usefulness, push your way into the move of the Spirit. 
give yourself to God. Let the Spirit overpower. Let the Spirit overcome. Let the Spirit be greater than the flesh. Let the Spirit be greater than the body. Let the Spirit be greater than the soul. Let the Spirit rise up. Give yourself to God. Give yourself to that anointing. Don't be afraid. You see yourself laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering, but you're afraid that it won't be God. Go do it. Go lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick until they recover. You see yourself. Praise God. Some of you see yourself with your family standing beside you in church. But you're afraid. You're afraid. Go ahead. Keep seeking the Lord. Don't listen to me only. Seek the Lord. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on that vision that you have. You see your family standing with you in the house of God, worshiping you with you in spirit and in truth. Don't give up on that dream. Pray it in. Pray it in. Pray it in. In the name of Jesus. Pray it in in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. God, I praise you. You are my. God, you got such an awesome plan for these people. The enemies beat them up. The enemies hit them. Trying to take their hope. Trying to take that dream, that vision. Right now, Jesus, somebody's pressing through. All of that. Oh, yes. From Gethsemane to the cross, to resurrection power, and to joy in the name of the Lord. I will press. I will push. I'll go through the pain. I'll go through what it takes to get to that joy. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord, there are many of us who are suffering needless pain. We simply walked off the page of your book. But we're thankful today, God, that you're able to even take that to to steer us and direct us back into your will. 
There is a destiny, God, that you have predetermined. Predestination. You have predetermined my destiny, God. I will choose what you choose. I choose what you choose. I lift my hands. I choose what you choose for me, Lord. I say yes, Lord. Again, I say yes, Lord. To whatever pain and suffering is ordained, I say yes. To whatever abundance, God, I say yes. Lord God, Hallelujah. Jesus, your people, Jesus. Your people, Jesus. Your people, Jesus. Your people, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Your awesome name. Hallelujah, your awesome name. Praise God. King Jesus. Bless Jesus. Bless Lord. Lord God, these are awesome people. These are awesome people, Jesus. These are awesome people, Jesus. This is a man of God. This is a man of God. This is a man of God, Jesus. This is a man of God. This is. Jesus You gave him intelligence You gave him ability As he surrenders it to you Take it Let him be led by the Spirit God Place him Place him in that place of supply, that place of substance, that place of sustenance. Let it be led by the Spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, not His will, not my will, but Your will be done, God. Praise God. Takes my brother David to be a David. Talk, 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 talk. Teach him to be a David, Lord. Teach him to be a David. You knew he'd be called David before he was born. You knew his days. Shetakate, Uriabasata. Teach him to be a David. You're the God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for this man. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Jesus. 
my king. You are his king. You are his king. As to a ruined world, if you need I go praise God, praise God. To kindle fire, spread a flame that will vision you had, that, that wasn't just you. God just gave you a glimpse of what you were made for. Praise God. Worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All you got to do right now, if there's something that's hindering you, what Paul told Simon repent just put yourself back where you're supposed to be in God say yes to the Lord say yes to the spirit say yes to his purpose say yes to his destiny stand there stand there oh yes hallelujah stand there until in the place of the darkness light begins to shine from the heavens Stand in the light of God. Stand in the light of God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I praise you. I praise you. I worship you. <laughs> Thank you for speaking through us, God, today. To us, God, today. According to Acts chapter 8, first thing you got to do to get in alignment, you repent, got to be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. So you can't be led by the Spirit. If you have not done that, you need to do that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But if you have done that, your spirit is alive to God. It's that part of you that's communicating with God. Hallelujah. Spirit God, that area that God is speaking to you in. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Awesome King. Awesome King. Awesome King. Awesome King. Savior, Savior, Savior. You're the Savior. one who made the heavens. Help us, Lord, not to make decisions based on our pain that take us out of your will. You're the one who formed my heart. Oh, God, hallelujah. Jesus, this is a woman of God. Yes, I praise you right now, God, for your awesome spirit that is in her. 
Glory to Jesus. Loose her and let her go. Loose her in the name of Jesus. Go forth, sister. Go forth in the spirit, into your purpose. Witnessing and praying for the lost. Proclaiming the will of God. Bringing people into the kingdom of God. Go forth. Don't be afraid to pray for the sick. Don't be afraid to speak the word of God in their lives. Go forth in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Through the persecution, through the pain, through the struggle, through the obstacle. Keep on going. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Hallelujah. Into that field of labor. Hallelujah. 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 I believe you'll always lead me. All my days have been ordained. All your thoughts toward me. Thank you, Jesus. If you'll look in Acts chapter 8, the will of the Spirit of God was to go to a place that no Jew wanted to have anything to do with. That was Samaria. The Samaritans were hated by the Jews. And that is exactly where the Spirit led them from Jerusalem. If they were going by their flesh or their minds, their thoughts, they were troubled in mind. To hear from God by the Spirit, to go into a place they did not want to go. You are sent to those places to manifest the Spirit. Because they don't know anything about the Spirit. Go there. Go there. Hallelujah. Go, God. She lift your hand. God. If you get an invitation to preach in a Baptist church, go there. Go there. They need what you got. My Jesus. Praise God. Blessed be your name. I just use that Baptist church as an example. Just an example. Praise God. What is the Spirit of God telling you to do? Hallelujah. What does He tell you to do? What does He tell you to do? What is He telling me to do? I want us to be led by the Spirit. I want you to be led by the Spirit, Sister Tomasa. Sister Jacqueline, you be led by the Spirit. Brother Patrick, you to be led by the Spirit. 
<coughs> all I can do is hear God give you a word. But you've got to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Tomorrow, you get up. Listen to the Spirit. What He tells you to do. Do it. You don't have to call me on the phone. Hey, Pastor, I feel like the Spirit telling me to do this. You don't need to call me. If the Spirit is telling you to do it, do it. Now, here in this, in this church, there's government and there's order. And you have to listen, watch the pastor, see how he leads. But when you go out, walk out in the world tomorrow, you've got to be led by the Spirit. I'm, I'm here to equip you and show you how to be led by the Spirit. Now, you don't like that, do you, sister? No, you like it, don't you? <laughs> Just making sure you like it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I got con- I have confidence in you. God has confidence in you to be led by the Spirit. Amen. God, if you could only see the great things that God wants to do, sister, with you. <laughs> and people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you just flipped out of your ever-loving mind. But be led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You bless me. You bless me. Your Spirit is all like this. Hallelujah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just leaping. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, and I know she's got difficulties she's facing. I know that. All of us do. But she comes in here, she blesses me, man. She does. Just. Now, you can't tell me that she didn't have a Gethsemane to get through. All of us do. How many of y'all believe in great things? God's going to do great things in you. Believe it, sister. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Woo! But, but see, here's the trap, and I'm going to let you go. Here's the trap. The trap is, is to come in here and to live life, letting our bodies and our souls that are troubled Control the spirit. When the spirit is greater than the body and greater than the soul. When you got born again, it's not body, soul, and spirit in the word of God. You read the word of God, it then becomes spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is the greatest. You got to overcome that flesh. You got to overcome that mind. You got to let the spirit lead you. Hallelujah. Hello? Now, now, if you do that, then you're going to ask yourself, how does God want to manifest through me right now? Does He want me to cry? Then cry. If He wants you to rejoice, then rejoice. But don't let your mind tell you what to do. Don't let your body tell you what to do. Amen.
Have y'all had Gethsemane's in your life? Pers- times of persecution. Times of difficulty. Mm, awesome. Awesome. There's something jumping inside of you right now. The spirit is... Yeah, man, I saw myself do that. Do you have any vision, brother, for your, for your life? You do? Do it. He's telling me the other day at the house about what all he's wanting to do in the kingdom of God. Come on. What? I'm going, that's in you? That's awesome. You, he's already taken steps to make it happen. Taking courses so he can get skilled in certain areas so he can be used in the kingdom of God. I didn't even know what his vision was. But he's doing it. He's been through his Gethsemane. He could sit down, close his arms, like his I'm not going to do nothing. No, no, no. He's taking steps. Oh, yeah. That is awesome, isn't it? And that doesn't mean that you're going to do everything perfect. There's, you're going to make mistakes. That's what holds us back. Boy, if I pray for this person to get healed, they're not going to get healed, so I'm not going to pray for them. No, pray for them. All right, I'll see you tonight. God bless you. Y'all, y'all quit. Some of you quit, so I'm going to let y'all go. Some of you quit. I see that you quit, so I'm going to let the rest of you go. Only some quit. But I let all go when some quit. Because I've said all I need to say. You got, how many of y'all feel good today? Can I tell you something? God is so awesome. He gave me that word. He said, greatness. And I'd go over here and I'd want to get over here and I'd want to do some studying on other. He said, just close that. I gave you the word. You stand up there in faith and you preach what I tell you to preach. Now, Now that takes faith. If you ever stood up here behind the pulpit and you know you got to preach to a church and God gives you words. And I did study, don't get me wrong. But he said, I, I don't want, when I'd go certain areas, he wouldn't want me to go. He'd say, no. He'd say, no. Now you go ahead, you study this because you'll need it later. But for in the morning, you're not. You'll need that. I'll show you. He has never let me down. He showed me things this morning I've never, never in my life seen. But, that's, but see, that's the Spirit showing me things my mind cannot know. There are things your mind cannot know unless they're revealed by the Spirit. I'll see y'all tonight. I love y'all. In Jesus' name.